Season 11, Episode 6, The Grand Opening Artifact Feature Analysis. In last night's episode, The Grand Opening, archaeologists Laird Niven and Jamie Cooper are at the interpretive center where Jamie gave the results of the magnometer testing that she completed on Lot 5 that was shown in last week's episode. Laird states that the results had some surprises. Jamie said that the scan was processed by St. Mary's University in Halifax. She reveals that the results suggest there is a larger rectangular feature that is underneath the circular feature. It was also suggested that this structure was inhabited and abandoned. In a previous episode, the team mentioned that the excavation site seemed to have been filled in with stones and boulders at some point after this initial habitation. Compendium Investigations believes that a British military fortification may have been on Lot 5 at the Circular Depression. Due to the shape of the feature that was revealed last night, this could suggest the possibility of a British blockhouse. According to the Halifax Military Heritage Preservation Society website, it says, intended only as temporary works, each blockhouse was about 12 to 18 feet square and 25 feet in height. Each was surrounded by a triangular palisade of double pickets, 60 feet long on the long sides and 45 feet long across the rear, about 8 feet high and with musket loopholes. The blockhouses themselves were two-story machicolated structures made of thick horizontal squared timbers, prefabricated in the town, with musket loopholes and an opening on each side for a small cannon, likely a short brass three-pounder using canister or grape shot, or a swivel gun. They would have each resembled the Fort Edward blockhouse that remains today at Windsor, Nova Scotia, only smaller. Each had accommodations for a guard consisting of a corporal and ten to twenty men. The peninsula blockhouses endured for a decade until about the early 1760s, by which time, with the defeat of French forces in North America and the decline of the associated French encouragement and support for native incursions against the British, the threat of native attack had faded. The blockhouses were abandoned after about 1761, and their sites passed into private ownership. They soon fell into ruins and disappeared over the next two decades. This sounds very similar to the excavation area and artifacts discovered at the site on Lot 5. While working at the Lot 5 excavation area, archaeologist Fiona Steele discovered more pieces of creamware. It's stated that the archaeologists have found many pieces of creamware and would try to put them together and make a complete vessel. It was also stated that they have been finding more pottery as they have dug deeper. This suggests habitation and reinforces the idea of a military installation that was used for a period of time and then abandoned. In this same area, archaeologists Jamie Cooper and Fiona Steele found two other artifacts. The first is what Jamie identified as a rosehead spike. This was basically used as a nail in buildings and ships, and she estimated the date in the 1700s. The second artifact was speculated to be a handle to a shovel or some tool. The date on this piece was in the same date range as the spike. The pieces were bagged and tagged and sent to the interpretive center for further testing and analysis. We are then taken to Nova Tactical in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, where Doug Crowell and Laird Niven brought the ramrod guide that was found on Lot 5 by Gary Drayton in a previous episode. They met with Jeff Parker, who was identified as a weapons expert, Jeff examined the artifact and agreed that it was indeed a ramrod guide. He stated that he thought it was from a flintlock handgun, pistol or rifle. He also stated that he did not know what the markings that looked like Roman numerals were that are on the artifact. 
He dated the piece from the 1500s through the 1700s. This launched speculation that it was connected to William Phipps because of the dating suggested by Mr. Parker. The scene shifted to the interpretive center, where the team's archaeometallurgist Emma Culligan presented the results of the two artifacts that were sent to her. Emma stated that the rose head spike, which was identified as a nail on its bag, was hand-forged and dated in the 1700s. The other artifact discovered was listed as indeterminate object on the bag. It was suggested it was a handle of a tool at the excavation site. Emma said it was iron and had a similar date to the spike. Emma also revealed that both artifacts have the same chemical composition as the previously discovered iron latch or raft spike. These pieces all matched the composition of the artifacts that were analysed from the William Phipps site in Maine. This identification of a composition match with the Phipps area artifacts launched the speculation that it supports the Phipps theory regarding Oak Island. It was suggested that because Phipps came back to Britain with less treasure after his second expedition to the sunken treasure site of the Concepion, that William Phipps and Andrew Belcher hid looted treasure on Oak Island. Unfortunately, recorded history reveals that the treasure site's location had become known to other treasure hunters and had been pilfered and worked considerably by the time that Phipps returned, which explains his lower yield. It should be noted that just because these recently found artefacts had the same chemical composition as the Phipps site artefacts in Maine, does not necessarily mean Phipps was on Oak Island. These items were British and sent to the American colonies. Maine and Nova Scotia are in close proximity to each other, and it is known that both areas received the same goods imported from Britain. The dating of these artefacts could be older than the late 1600s ES. The dating could be to the mid to late 1700s ES, which is consistent with the other artefacts being found all around the Lot 5 excavation site.